Welcome back to another season of Brick House Pod. I am Joseph Brennan, sitting here with the lovely Andrew Pissarro. We're back after after a longer, longer break than we expected, but you know what? It's the summertime. We needed a break. We needed to kind of organize our thoughts, and we wanted to come up with some new shit for season two. We needed a vacation. We were saying I we, still need a vacation. We put so much work into season one. Oh, we put so much, so much work. We, All we the were work. so tired, and we just needed to go to the beach for like three months. Three. I still need to go to the beach for like three months. <laughs> but same that, same nonsense, same mumba jumba. Same. This is what we are. It's the Brickhouse Podcast. We're bringing real idiots' knowledge. You're a genuine idiot. Thank you. That's why Joe picked Brickhouse with no C because we're bringing real idiots knowledge i'm trying to have that word added to the webster merriam dictionary brick with no c brick with no c yes is it like the the thing with the what i just said which where it's like poop from uh from spongebob people order our patties people order our patties Ah, no it's just brick just brick yeah okay all right okay cool well that's that's you know but it, it is what it is. I'm just happy to be back on the pod. We did miss some things, though, since since we last taped. We did. But before we get into that, we'd like to tell you about some new some new shit that we're going to talk about in the new season. Yeah, we got some new segment ideas that we're going to hit. Okay, we've got a bunch. We've got Advice for Future Us, which is only going to be good ideas. Uh, today I learned Blue Time Machine, which is where we hypothetically go back in time. Uh, we're working on that with Bill and Ted, by the way. Uh, and George Washington. Let's let's talk to the scouts, uh, pillars of the pod, and scallion straws. We're trying to save the planet, folks. That's what we're doing. Okay. We'll explain at a, a later point because I don't even know what that one is yet. Uh, DJ transitions. We got a whole bunch of things on there. Some of those we'll hit today. Others we won't. But let's let's talk about some of those things that I want to. Well, there's two things that we missed mainly on the pod since we last did a pod that I just want to hit a little bit. We didn't get to address the Area 51 memes and what we would do because every podcast that was taping during the month of July talked about the potential raid on Area 51, which I'm a little salty about. But that save the date is like good till September. I think it's September 20th is when we're all raiding Area 51. So we're fine. Like we got we got time. Um, and we also didn't get to talk about the fact that Lil Nas X has the high, like the the most streams, sixteen single, weeks uh, at number one or whatever. But I think he I'm conv- beat Mariah Carey. Yeah, I'm convinced that he's just gonna drop a new remix of that song for like the next like ten years. Like in last 10 week, years, he dropped the remix. Yeah, yeah, he's done that one with like Lil with Hank Lil Hank Williams and. I, Wait, that's a guy, Lil Hank Williams. He, he's the Walmart oh, yodel the, yeah, kid. Yeah, the yodel kid. That was pretty good actually. I listened to that. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. But I'm convinced that, like, in, like, 20 years, he's going to – he's just going to be – he's not going to release another, like, great banger. He's just going to keep remixing that track a billion times. And I think it'll work It'll play. I cannot wait for the Wu-Tang remix of Oh, my God. No, that's not going to happen. I don't know, man. Enter the 37th chamber. <laughs> That's That should be the, the 36th <laughs> remix of Old Town Road should be with Wu-Tang Clan, or there's no, no reason worth doing it. Lil Nas ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think a lot of people have fucked with Lil Nas X. But anyways, what do we do since we, since we last? Well, as we pod? stated, we were at the beach uh, not recording the pod. We um, were supposed to. Yes. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. We did. We did have some tech. And then the week after that, we were supposed to take the pot again. 
and we ran into an issue where we ran out of time. Because we were at the Met, looking at guitars. Joe died and went to rock and roll heaven. Yeah, I, we were at, looking at guitars for like three hours. I think it was like two hours. It felt like three. It was, yeah. I could have stayed for another three hours. Joe could have. Joe literally would have been happy to die and have his ghost just haunt that exhibit. Yeah. What was uh, so we put up a bunch of them on our Instagram at Brickhouse Pod. Uh, don't forget that you can hit us in the voicemail to get on the pod and get your thoughts. We're, if you want to interact with us on some of these segments, you're more than welcome to nine one seven seven two five zero six one six. Joe, hit it with him again. Uh, what he said. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, what were some of your favorite guitars that were at at that uh, at uh, that exhibit? So. Th- First off, if you like music, if you like uh, rock if you and like roll, breathing, you, yeah. Well, some people don't like music, you know. Those people don't deserve to listen to the excellence that we put out in this podcast. But if you want to listen to it, go right ahead. We're not. We're not. Uh, what's the word? Oh, come on, I didn't go to school today. I mean, you think I did right, whatever. Today? I did laundry today. Whatever. Two idiots right here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I love the Steve Miller guitar. The Steve Miller guitars were it was sexy. beautiful. I loved uh, the Tom Morello exhibit that they had there. I loved the synthesizer that they had that was um, Brian Brian Jones wrote. She's like a rainbow. Um, uh, but my favorite probably was Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth's uh, bass that she used back in the early '80s. Um, it just it's, it looks like a piece of shit to be honest. Is that because you're a bass player for this band called Fox Hollow, which you can follow on Instagram at Fox Hollow Official? That and because I'm an uber Kim Gordon Sonic Youth fan. Okay, okay. So much so that they've been at the top of my queue. Ooh, for the past week. look at that. Okay, that's that's a new segment. We're gonna start. We're gonna try to start every show after a little bit of just bullshit of what's at the top of your, top of your queue for the the week. What have you been listening to over and over again? It's something we'll ask guests again. You can get involved. Hit us on Instagram. Hit us on Twitter. Oh yeah, by the way, at Brickhouse Pod. No C on the tweeter. It's usually just my drunk tweets that I don't feel comfortable tweeting from my regular account. If I'm being so, it's basically my burner account. Sonic Youth, top of your queue. You got a specific song, a specific album. Give me, give me some details here. So in 2006, I believe they released an album called Rather Ripped. It's, yeah, I think it's right around the time that Kim Gordon found out that Thurston Moore was cheating on her. Yikes. Maybe she suspected it. I don't know. But you listen to the album. And it's back and forth between Kim singing one song, Thurston singing another. And just the recording quality, the writing, the, the fuzz and the noise on it, it's, it's just beautiful. It's, it's, it's cacophonous. It, it describes New York City. What the fuck does cacophonous mean? I don't know, but it sounds good. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? What have you been listening to? Um, I went all over the... Pl- Hold on. There's a spaceship. Are we in Area 51 right now? Yeah. No, we're just in Brooklyn. Pretty much the same thing. <laughs> what have I been listening to this week? As per usual, a bunch of hip-hop, but there was a band. It's, it's funny how I got to this point. I was listening to Pork and Beans by Weezer for the first time in a long time. Good track. And, you know, on Spotify, you go to, like, other, you know, other bands like that. And I was like, oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I haven't listened to them in a minute. And then I put on Californication, which is a great Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I was jumping around between that and uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And I have to say, I think Californication might be the Red Hot Chili Peppers' best album. came out in 99, which is why I love it so much. Is because all my favorite music came out in the 90s, as we know. 
But although Blood Sugar Sex Magic was in the nineties as well. Also true. But I feel like Blood Sugar Sex Magic gets overhyped because it's got all the hits on it. Like it's got Under the Bridge, Give It Away, Breaking the Girl, Breaking the Girl, Sir Psycho Sexy, Yep, Funky Monkeys. But it doesn't have a good flow of an album. But when you go and look at Californication, like the whole, it starts with Around the World, and then goes what, Parallel Universe is up next. Yup, which which slaps, and then it's Scar Tissue, which is a mega hit. Other sides into great. other side. Girl on top is so funky. California on top, Californication. Californication. Yup, easily, which Porcelain's is fine. Great porcelain. Not a lot of people know about porcelain. I like dirt. I like, I like dirt. I like dirt is very good. Exit Remus my, my, is one of my favorite is is one of my favorites off the album too. But this Velvet Glove is so good. The whole album, yeah, the whole album. I think, like I can listen. Road to tripping. Yeah, that yeah, whole album's yeah. perfect. That's why I think it's their best album. It might not have their biggest hits, but it's their best album in the pure sense of the word, which gets forgotten about a lot in the modern music sense. I'd like to disagree with you on yeah. a lot of things, but I will have to agree with you on this one. I know there was a point in your life where you had blood sugar sex magic as your favorite. Yes, chili, there so. was. But that's 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 where we're at. Okay, so while we were at the beach, actually, no, this wasn't at the beach. This was at the beach house. No, it. Well, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Was that a burp or a sneeze? Uh, I'm an alien. Uh, well, we knew that. Okay, so there was a night we went out in Brooklyn and we got really drunk, and then you had to go home and you were texting me in the morning about how you got tacos, and my response to you was, "That's cool, I made corn dogs," and you're like, "I hold up, shout out to the taco truck that's underneath the Myrtle Myrtle Broadway subway station, fire tacos at four in the morning." There we go. That's you gotta let the people know. So your next text to me was, "I hate hot dogs." But I love corn dogs. I do. Corn dogs are so delicious. Corn and dogs, then you proceed to text me. I, we didn't text for the rest of the day. It was like 6.50 in the evening. <laughs> Old take, but Curtis Mayfield slaps. That perfectly describes this podcast. <laughs> like, which, I, is why, which is why we have a new segment called Curtis Mayfield's Corn Dog Fact of the Day. In this segment... We're going to give you some facts about Curtis Mayfield. A lot of facts. And only one of them... Will be real. Maybe true. Yes. Did you know Curtis Mayfield's favorite color was pink? Did you know that Curtis Mayfield's first car was a Cadillac? Did you know Curtis Mayfield only had nine toes? Do you know that Curtis Mayfield? Do you know that Curtis Mayfield was picked up by aliens when he was seventeen? Did you know in nineteen eighty three Curtis Mayfield wrote an album with his nine toes, very experimental, and it has never been heard by the public. Did you know that Curtis Mayfield only buys suits from a specific tailor in Chicago and will not buy suits from any other person? And he knew that that, that tailor was going to eventually die, so he had him make hundreds and hundreds of suits for the future Curtis Mayfield. Did and you only know, some of them have been worn. Did you know Curtis Mayfield wears latex gloves when he jerks off? Did you know that... I think, I think about I think about a fact for the day. Real fact. Did you know Curtis Mayfield wrote the soundtrack to the movie Superfly in 1972? Which is his third most popular song on iTunes. Which the first two are the same song. Right. Move on up, which Kanye West also... Sampled in, in Touch the Sky. Yes. 2009? 8? 7? That was off 
That was off late at, late registration. Old Kanye. This is yeah. This way before two thousand. This is like two thousand four, two thousand three, maybe. I don't fucking know. I'm not enough of a Kanye stand, but there are Kanye stands who listen to this podcast would be mad at me for not knowing that. But shame I, on you. I apologize. Uh, shame on me for not being enough of a Kanye stand. I don't. I, I don't. I it's it's fair. I haven't bought Yeezys yet. I would. There's some Yeezys I would. Did you buy. hear that he uh, he wanted Danny McBride? To play Kanye West in the Kanye West biopic, I'm in for that. Sign yeah. me the fuck. I would up. love to see Red rip in his Kanye West. I I <laughs> I want to see Danny McBride go up to a stage at the MTV Movie Awards and be like, Beyonce had one of the greatest <laughs> videos of all time. Yo Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Real question. Did Kanye West want Danny McBride looking the way he does, or did he want Danny McBride blackface? There's no way. Oh, because you don't know what Kanye thinks. I don't. I'd hope it's the first. one. I hope it's the first one. But, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I, I don't know, man. I really, I really, really don't know. All right. So our next new segment is let's talk to the scouts. So in this segment, we're gonna go down on the farm. We're gonna talk about. Some new bands are up and coming that you should be checking out here and there when you get the chance. Some of them will come from Bandcamp. Some of them are going to be on Spotify. We'll let you know where you can find them. And we, as you know, we always check out new stuff when we can. So I'm going to hit you with two tracks. First one is by a rapper, a female rapper, uh, that goes by the name Sampa the Great. The name of the track is Final Form. It's about her spiritual mental and physical return to her home country, Zambia. If you listen to it, the sample on the song is great. Uh, the lyrics are phenomenal. They really make you think. Quality, quality track. And the second track is by this Brazilian electronic uh, punk indie band. Not so much punk, but indie. The name of the band is Aldo, A-L-D-O, like the shoe brand. Uh, the name of the song is Trembling Eyelids. It's a little difficult to find on Spotify, but um, it's there. Uh, it's also on Bandcamp as well. How about you? So, after we went to the museum in classic New York form, this is why I was talking to someone about this the other day, why I love this city, is that if you are open for something and you're down to do something, things always happen. So, we're on, I'm on my way home from the museum when we, when we went to the Met, and I start texting my friends because it's a Friday night trying to figure out the move as per usual. And I text my friends like, yo, what do you guys get into? They send me a picture back of the two of them hanging out together. And they're like, come to this bar. So I meet them at the bar. I'm like halfway through my first beer. And they're like, hey, by the way, we're going to go see this band. Um, it's a $20 show. It's like half an hour away from here. I was like, Are you saying I should come? Like, if you want. I was like, all right, fuck it. Why not? So I go to this concert for a band that I've never heard of before. Band's called Part Time. They ha- there are six piece, so two guitars, obviously one lead singer, bassist, drummer, synth, and a saxophone. A sexy sax. That a very good sax. The saxophone was absolutely killing it all night. Uh, they were really really good. Again, band called Part Time. They're on Spotify. Their like lead track is like four million hits. It's a really solid track. And they only kind of rip off Wild Nothing. Only kind of, but they're really really good at ripping off Wild Nothing. <laughs> they have like a really cool like '80s sound. I was generally like on like the entire show. Like I was having a good time. I was just waiting for them to cover "Take on Me" and a bunch of other like synth songs. Like they would have 
Imagine, imagine take on me with a sax player and the synth. Like I've heard take on me with a sax player because of real big fish covering of covering it, but I needed that. I needed it that that night. I would have loved a everybody wants to rule the world, but it, they were really really good. I really enjoyed the show. Uh, so yeah, check them out if you're into like '80s synth music. Also, last week I I saw a show as well. At uh, the Central Park Summer Stage, Rumsey's Playfield, uh, it was a power lineup. Cat uh, Lebon or Kate Lebon uh, opened up. Uh, really cool um, producer musician. She actually produced the last Deer Hunter album. Uh, then Dinosaur Junior plays with the original lineup. They just rip through their entire set, just fucking shredding, just melting fucking faces with straight guitar, straight straight rock and roll. They even brought a fucking sitar out, an electric sitar. Fucking hate shit. Yeah, the one we saw at the, the at, Met Museum. At the Met Museum. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was Kurt Vile, who was great as well. But to be honest, he didn't top Dinosaur Jr. Because they are one of the best power trios out there. I love a good power trio. You know, you, you are aware that I love a, a very good power trio. Moving along here, we've got another new segment called Today I Learned. So, yeah. Today I Learned... Well, I didn't actually learn it yesterday. Well, actually, no. I'll give you one that I did learn today. If you go on to Instagram and you type, try to put a GIF on one of your stories, not having the GIF-GIF conversation here. We're not fucking techie enough for that, by the way. That's a real thing. Like People get really upset about that. But if you type in Titans and you scroll all the way to the end, you get a picture of like baby Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm talking like Basketball Diaries. It's like his face like moving around. Basketball Diaries? Basketball Diaries. Diaries. What's I don't that? know... I can't imagine trying to play basketball and have diarrhea. That sounds like generally, generally sounds like a bad time. That's terrible. Well, you know why that's that's why Paul Pierce got got escorted uh, got got wheeled out of that because he had diarrhea. No, he shit his pants in a white Celtics shorts, and that's why and that's why he had to get uh, he had to get wheelchaired off the court in that one playoff game. I think when they won the title, it's because he literally shit himself. That's he, why you have to poop before the game. Yeah. You got to clear the pipes out. Jesus. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Try try to slam dunk with like a, on your prairie dog and you, you just can't do it. I can't imagine trying to like <laughs> jump and, and like, I don't, Clench your ass I don't think it would work well, but anyway, mm. so that's my today. My, my today. I actually learned what's your today. I learned. Today I learned how to spell a word, a word that I use pretty pretty often. I definitely use pretty, it on this pod. Often. Pretty often, yeah. Uh, the word facetious. I I was typing it out to someone. And I was like, "How the fuck do you spell facetious?" And to be honest, I don't quite remember how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was F A C A T I O U S. Is that right? I have no idea. Let's I try to spell it on the fucking to Google Doc that we're using, and uh, I yeah, let's it. go with that. Yeah. If I'm wrong, just call us at nine one seven seven two five zero six one six. Well, it wasn't today, but earlier this week, uh, we talked about Chance the Rapper a couple episodes ago. Uh, he has that track favorite song, which also features Childish Gambino, which Andrew never listened to until how long ago? Uh, like when the album went up on Spotify. Ooh. Yeah. It's not my best moment, okay? Uh, we could do a whole segment of... of oh, that's actually a really good segment idea. Late to the party. 
someone that you found out about way later than you you should have, but you fucking love a lot. Oh God, we just created this is the best. This is why we do the pod. We we just create a new fucking segment on the show. For you, it's Chance the Rapper. For me, it's Mount Kimby. There we go. Boom, late to the party. I fucking hate being late to the party, but there's something to be said about being late to the party. An actual party because you show up looking like the badass who had like another party to be at, but in reality you were sitting on your couch doing nothing, being like, "Do I want to go to this party or not?" And you either come when the party's fucking raging, or, or you, you come do- when it's towards the end and it needs that second oh, life. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, "I'm here, I'm let's here. go, I'm here, let's fucking rage." Chances track favorite song. I thought that the instrumental was from a Sublime song, which was "Get Out," which was supposed to be on their first album, but wasn't allowed to be on that album because they sampled. Led Zeppelin and a bunch of other stuff. Turns out they also sampled something. And the instrumental is from Betty Wright's Clean Up Woman, which is an absolute heater. And you should definitely check it out. It's also on Spotify, by the way. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. It's very good. It's very good. Um, So we've teased this in our last episode because we talked to our friends Brad and Leo. Oh, yeah. They were in a movie, weren't they? Yeah, we saw it this past weekend. Yeah, I'm going to stop being facetious. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. Allegedly, he's going to stop after 10. So, I heard that he was looking to do like a Pulp Fiction thing in like outer space or something like that. Um, it's, 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 yes, please. And like a Kill Bill 3. Yeah. But I don't I, know how he's going to do that. I still ha- hand up haven't seen Kill Bill 1 or 2 yet. Um, I've seen like scenes. That's weird. That's I feel like that's worse than me not seeing it. Yeah, they were good scenes. Again, I feel like that's worse than me not. That's like you, me being like, I haven't listened to Dark Side of the Moon, but I really, really like Money by Pink Floyd. No, I like, that's I, like saying I want to punch that guy like in the face. Eclipse, just because you like like the space sound. Or or uh, Great Gig in the Sky. That too. That's yeah, yeah. That's a great song. That is an amazing song. But let's talk about let's talk about Lucky Leo and 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 uh, and Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie and. So, Brad Pitt. Really cool movie. Um, I Brad was, Pitt was great in it. I right, loved I, looking. Hand up. I didn't know. I was. It's a Tarantino movie. I figured there's going to be a lot of blood, guts, gore. And boobies. Well, I was. Well, yeah. But also cursing. And. And there was no boobies. There, yep. There was some blood and guts, but not the usual amount for a Tarantino movie. And then I looked it up after, a.k.a. I read the Wikipedia page. And it turns out this movie was supposed to be a comedy drama, which in hindsight, if you told me Quentin Tarantino is going to direct a comedy drama with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio as like buddy buddies, I'd say sign me the fuck up anyways. So I was very happy with the movie. I enjoyed it a lot. The style blew me away. I want to give people a little bit more chance to like see the movie, so I'm not going to ruin the plot or anything. But all in all, there were some really, really cool moments. There was some really good camera work. Solid movie. Definitely see it. If you have the opportunity to see it in 35mm film, I would try to do that because we know Tarantino's like, he's a... That's a thing? Yeah. Actually, I was if we didn't do the pod tonight, I was going to go see the movie in 35mm. Where is that showing? Uh, the Alamo Draft House has it in Brooklyn. They have one of those. That's cool. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I, um, what time is the movie? I have no idea. My buddy's taking a girl out instead of going to the movie. So we could find out, but I'd, I'd rather get drinks after the podcast than... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Uh, I have to say, 
I think Brad Pitt might win an Oscar for for he had a great performance supporting role. I will say he had such a good performance in it that him wearing a Hawaiian shirt in that movie made me buy a Hawaiian shirt the next day. Wow! And I never wear Hawaiian shirts. No, you fucking hate Hawaiian shirts. This man can tell you. I I'm the Hawaiian shirt button up. You know, camp collar guy. I've got like five of them in my closet. Five or six. Bought it. Wore it to work the next day. Oh fuck yeah! Which what color is it? It's a white Hawaiian shirt. White Hawaiian. That makes sense. Crazy nice designs on it. That's sick. I'm going to an engagement party on the beach on Sunday. You know what I'm wearing. (laughs) I want that champion T-shirt that he was wearing. Yeah, you play like you could wear any champion. No, but it was the old champion logo. It it looked really good. It was fucking badass. Also, the I think one of my favorite lines was when. So there was a moment where Leo was crying early in the movie, and Brad, being the great friend that he is, gives Leo his sunglasses so that people can't see him crying, and Leo almost forgets to give him the sunglasses back, and Brad's like, yo, now give me my fucking sunglasses back, (laughs) and that was an all-time movie. Also, uh, if you're a dog lover, you're going to love this movie. I don't want to ruin anything, but I'll, I'll say one part. The part where it was their last night together, and they said oh, something along the lines of like, when it's the last time you're going to hang out with your boy... You know you're gonna get real black. <laughs> no, it's it's you're gonna get you're gonna get blind drunk with your best friend. That's what it was. Yeah. That's just what guys do. Yeah. I literally leaned over to my friend because I was sitting next to Jenny, and I go, "That's just guys being dudes." Like, yeah, yeah literally, guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. <laughs> so solid movie. Go see it. You should definitely see it in theaters. We're not. You don't always get the opportunity to see a Tarantino in theaters, so go do it. It's time to wrap up the pod. And wrap up the pod, what we're going to do on every episode from here on out. We're going to do our top fives. What's our top five of the day? Our power five will be a power trio. So, that's a little callback to earlier when Joe was talking about... Dinosaur Jr. Right. So, we're going to talk about our top five power trios. Uh, It's going to get contentious. There's a lot of really, really good ones. Are you ready? I was born. What are we starting with? Ready. Uh, Let's go number five. Number five? Actually, let's go number one down. You want to go one down? All right, cool. All right, so obviously Dinosaur Jr. They Dinosaur Jr. is your one. Dinosaur Jr. is my fucking one. I mean, I do. Bug- Seeing them live made me just like love everything that they do and will do. I have Bug on vinyl in my room. It's actually the first ever album I bought on vinyl, and I'm it really was only it was only because I knew Dinosaur Jr. was really good. I'm blanking on the name of the vinyl store in D.C. It's one of my favorite stores and uh, record stores in D.C. Um, was it like the joint exchange? Oh, uh, not joint exchange. Um, joint custody? Yes. Joint custody in D.C. It's in like the Adams Morgan U Street area. How do I know that? Because we went there. Oh, I yeah. Think, true, I think it true. took you there. I also have a sticker of it on my old laptop. Shout out to my new laptop that we're taping this on. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> really hope you weren't listening to this. But yeah, so I bought Bug there and I didn't even know a track off that, but I knew Dinosaur Jr. kicked ass, so I bought it and it's a very fucking good album. Yeah, it's a fantastic album. Also with their classic lineup. Anyway, that's my number one. Who's your number one power? Uh, there's only one way to go for me for number one, and it's the Jimi Hendrix experience because Jimi Hendrix is the fucking greatest of all time. And that's my number two. Okay. Well my number two is uh, another great band. Uh, they're from Seattle. Ever heard of them? They're called Nirvana. And that's my number three. <laughs> so now but look, Nirvana, for, let's first let's let's hit let's we were listening before the pod, we were listening to Jimmy's second album. Um Axis. Bold as love. We just put on Spanish Castle music and, and just, just let it rip and just let it run and it was fucking beautiful. I think I said on when it came up that Little Wing is I will know I've met my wife when I can when every lyric from Little Wing is about a specific, about the girl that I'm dating. I'll know I met my wife 
when I meet my wife. <laughs> my wife. This is my wife. Um, Nirvana. I mean, does it even need to be said? But no. in utero. In utero. Bleach. Never mind. Never, <laughs> Never mind. Don't don't forget about the live album. Their live album, I have that on vinyl. It's probably one of my prized possessions. That whole thing, fucking amazing. Just so. so who's sick. your number three? My number three is another band that we talked about earlier that if I didn't put on this list, there was no reason to me even doing this podcast. That's Sublime. I struggled with putting them on the power, the power trio because they don't really have a lot of like, quote unquote, power trio style rock. Like they're, you know, when I typed in best three piece groups or best rock trios, like the group that always came up was Rush. And it's like they don't have that big no, Rush is totally a power trio. They are. They definitely are. But Sublime doesn't have that like big thing, but they're my one of my favorite trio pieces of rock and roll ever and like 40 ounces freedom is probably my favorite album to go to the liquor store. Oh, always my favorite album to go to the liquor store and put on 40 ounces of freedom and just let that shit ride. What's your number four? My number four is actually The Police. Oh, that's funny because the they're po- nine number four, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I was listening to them yesterday. They have so many hits. They're so tight. They're so good. Um, it's actually Stuart Copeland's band, the drummer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? If you listen to it, the drums are the most like busy, complex, uh, present present part of the band. But Sting has just such a, a, a unique sound. Like, Roxanne's like one of my favorite songs ever. That loop's really good. Message in a Bottle. Message in a Bottle's great. Synchronicity 2 is, yeah. is a fucking here. Ghost in a Material World. Um, So Lonely's amazing. Spirit in the Machine. They're one of those CBGB bands, too. Like, they used to play there all the time. True, yeah. But yeah. they're from England. So. Yeah, they're from the UK. Yeah. Um, You want to go with five? No, you go number five. Okay. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go a little off the ranch here. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... They are a trio, so you can't take this away from me, but I'm going with the Beastie Boys. No fucking way! <laughs> Dude! I had the Beastie Boys as no well. No fucking yeah. way! Oh, that's amazing. I have to leave. This, is, <laughs> yeah. this isn't right. Uh, okay, first of all... like They're well, not a trio, but they're a trio. They are a trio. Because don't forget the DJ, man. That doesn't count. Yes, like, it does. It counts, but it doesn't. But, it doesn't. but like, they, they were a punk group that was a four-piece that became into a three-piece... This is totally unplanned, by the way. Um, I played Hey Ladies on the radio the other day. Like, 30th anniversary of Paul's Boutique last week. Oh, fuck yeah. And, and uh, Not to... Right. Actually, fuck it. Adidas released uh, Paul's Boutique shoe. Oh, did they really? In, in honor of the 30th anniversary, uh, yes. Yeah, is it and you're, Andrew's actually buying it right now <laughs> as we speak. Um, so <laughs> I, I was late to the party and I fell in love with the Beastie Boys in our freshman year of college. And I bought their first album... Licensed to Ill, and I used to listen to that shit all the time. That album's so good. Um, Ill Communication's fucking amazing. But when Paul's Boutique came Paul's out, Boutique apparently came. it got shitty reviews. People said it was career suicide, and now it's... They say it's their best album. Yeah, I think I think Stylist... Oh, I did see these. One of my boys sent me them. Uh, Nate sent them to me. I oh, don't only four hundred and ninety dollars. I don't love them. Okay, I'll throw them on the I'll throw them on the uh, Brickhouse Instagram account. I don't love them for the sole like this. The look of the shoe is tight. They've got this weird toe cap that I just it like. They've got the gum soles. I'm not a big fan of gum soles. I don't. I've had gum sole shoes before, and I don't mind them if because the reality is gum sole shoes are great for like. Oh, I'm gonna fuck these shoes up. 
and get them dirty. That is true. With the gum that doesn't show up. Yeah, but I don't like gums gum on my shoes. Uh, but I also don't like they've got this weird toe cap thing that I, it just if it would if it had been canvas all the way down to the gum sole, I would have probably bit. It looks like them. a retainer for a shoe. Yeah, it doesn't look great, but the it's like a cream canvas with the gray stripes, like the gray from like that T-shirt that you had in gym class. That somehow every school had the same color T-shirt. Heathered gray. Heather gray. Yeah. Do you think that's why they named girl? Do you think that's why they named girls Heather because of the color gray? No, because then their middle name would have to be gray, right? I mean, isn't that how? I think that's why they named. Ah, (laughs) you beat me to it. (laughs) Shout out, callbacks. All right, well, it's been real. Thanks for listening. Peace out. This wait, is Brickhouse wait, wait, Pod. Wait, 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 wait. We still got... We, we, relax. We got... We got. I just want to rip through a couple of things. Uh, are there any new albums that people should be looking out for? We said that already. Did we? Yeah. I, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, Brickhouse Pod on Instagram and Twitter at Brickhouse Pod No C. Bye-bye.